0: Welcome everybody to episode 73 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, my favorite person to do a TikTok video with. It's Grant Youngsman. Yeah.
1: How's it going, Grant? Phil, have you ever been on TikTok before?
0: I, I got to confess, I don't really even know what TikTok is. I'm, I'm one of the olds, as they say.
1: Yeah. Um, well, basically, it's just short video clips, pretty much. Okay. And you just watch them on repeat, pretty much. Um, what was the, there was
0: a service that did like six second videos.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I can't remember what that, what that was called.
1: Periscope. Yeah. That kind of crashed and burned.
0: Yeah, it sure did. It was like a Twitter thing, but then I don't know if Twitter like bought it and then abandoned it or something like that, but I never hear about Periscope anymore.
1: But yeah, it's pretty much like that kind of like Snapchat. Okay. But I mean, you'll, you'll see people make short videos and then you just watch them on loop. Okay, so it
0: automatically loops the video over and yeah. over again. And then I guess you can just comment on them, yeah. like mm-hmm. like you can on Facebook and, or Twitter. And
1: then there's like famous TikTokers as well that people follow. Wow. Yeah, that's a whole culture I'm just not familiar with. Yeah, I, I'm
0: too old for that, I guess. Um, I, I barely do Facebook as it is, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't really enjoy a lot of social media. I, I do Facebook because I have to, uh, so that's that's about the extent of my social media prowess as it were. If you're just joining us for this podcast, we're an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Um, Before we get into the main discussions for the episode, I I figure probably most people are here for the finale for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We will also talk about the Mighty Ducks Game Changers the next episode, episode five. We're about halfway through that season now, and so we'll kind of check in and see how we're feeling about it so far. But before we get to that stuff, we like to do news of the week. And I, I didn't see if there was anything else to talk about. If there is, we can attach it at the end. But I, I figure probably what's interesting to a lot of people, especially movie fans and stuff like that, are the Oscars. So yeah. uh, those, as we're recording this on Monday, the Oscars just happened last night. And so it was pretty fresh in my mind. Grant, I have a $100 that says you didn't watch it at all. I did not. Okay.
1: But I just want to say that I was 100% correct on the one thing that was that was going to be Disney, that was going to win the Oscars. Soul, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. I I don't know that Onward ever had a chance. Uh, you know, in a movie where only Onward came out, or in, in a year where only Onward came out and and Soul didn't come out, maybe more of a chance. But I mean, Soul just cannibalized that movie. Like yeah. it's it is for Oscar bait type stuff. Like Soul is definitely the movie to choose. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so if so, if you don't know the news, uh, Soul won a couple Oscars. They won best animated feature film, I think, is what they call it, and the other one I think was um, music. Oh, they yeah, two two winners. They were nominated as well for a third, but uh, so they got best animated picture picture and best original score for okay. Trent Risner and his yep. guys, which I think very much deservedly so of both of those. And it was nominated for best sounds, but Sound of Metal. Actually, I mean, if your movie has the word sound in it, you're gonna <laughs> win the the best sound award. But but yeah, Sound of Metal took that one. If it wasn't for Sound of Metal, I almost wonder if it wouldn't have also taken that because obviously there's a lot of sound, um, you know, editing and and things like that in Pixar and any mm-hmm. animated film really. So, but it was nominated for that. So yeah, three nominations and it won two awards. So it it pretty much had a great night. Um, yeah, you wouldn't think like two Oscars, taking home two statues would be like a big night at the Oscars. But this time there was, there were zero movies that took more than three Oscars. It was (laughs) like a weird, like spread it thin shotgun blast of like, okay, you get an Oscar, you get an Oscar. And so like, there was like 14 or 15 movies that all took at least one Oscar and they just kind of spread the love. So normally it doesn't happen. I mean, I don't know if normally – I, I feel like I'll, I watch a lot of Oscars where one movie cleans cleans up. They can take home like six or seven or whatever. Yeah. And right. it just it wasn't that year this year.
1: Yeah. But, so. I mean, really the only thing other <clears throat> than knowing that Soul won was – Hearing all the backlash to Chadwick Mosman not winning. Dude, we got I know this is a Disney Plus podcast,
0: but we have to talk about that. It was, I've never seen anything like it, Grant. Yeah. Like, it was so weird. So, if you didn't watch the Oscars and you haven't got this from some other news source, we'll, we'll just tell you about it. So, I'm watching this live and they, they they're going through in, about the order you would expect. So you've got documentary, you've got this stuff nobody cares about, right? Sound editing and makeup and all the all those yeah. awards. They front load all that stuff at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then they start to get into some, some of the juicy stuff. Best director. You know you're starting to see you know best screenplay. You know what's what, what movie was really well written that kind of stuff. And then they always save the the top three for last, which is best actor, best actress, and best, best picture. picture. Yeah. So we're at about twenty or twenty-five minutes from the end of the show. We can kind of feel it's you know getting close. There's only three awards left, and we can pretty much guess it's going. It's probably going to be actress, actor, picture. Mm-hmm. They go with best picture for the third from the last. Now this is the ninety-third annual Academy Awards. Yeah. And not for ninety-two years, I'm pretty sure. If someone can correct me. I'm pretty pretty sure they've always always ended with best picture. Why would you not? And exactly. with the
1: thing that everyone wants to see. Because that's probably the most prestigious award. Oh,
0: by far. And it, it kind of encapsulates all the other awards. Like, everything is wrapped up into yeah. what is the best movie of the year. So, why wouldn't you end with that? Well, they not only did that. And so, in real time, we're, we're watching this unfold. And we're like, okay, so what are you going to end with? You're not going to – you're probably – not to be misogynistic, but you're probably not going to end on Best Actress. Yeah. So, that means you're probably ending on Best Actor – and everyone in the world, because won-
1: you're hoping Chadwick Boseman, yeah. is going to win it. Everyone
0: the- in the world wanted Chadwick Boseman to win that award, except and- maybe the guy that won. <laughs> yeah, and so, so we're 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 you know kind of going through. Best actress was a, a big upset. Everyone thought that um, I forget who what what her name was, but th- this right. other lady won the, the award, and it was like, "Oh wow, what a big upset!" Everyone thought that she was going to win, and she didn't. And then we get to Best Actor and we're like, okay, here is the reason. This is the reason that they postponed, uh, they pushed Best Actor all the way to the ends because they wanted to end on Chadwick Boseman's wife, presumably, posthumously coming up and accepting the world on his behalf, crying, making everyone in the room cry, making everyone at home cry, and and just ending on a real good feeling of Chadwick Boseman doing what he always deserved to do but couldn't do in person, and that's accepting an Academy Award for not just his performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but every movie that he's been in. And the guy opens, I felt so bad for Joaquin Phoenix. He opens up the 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 uh, envelope, and he goes, and the winner goes to Anthony Hopkins. And everyone's just like, what? Like you can see it, in, I mean, people are clapping, but people are like shocked, like in their eyes, like in their face. And what's even worse is, keep in mind, this is the last thing of the night. And he goes, Anthony Hopkins is not going to be here to accept the award. Uh, He could not make it tonight. Thank you, everybody. Have a great (laughs) night. And that was it. That was how the Oscars ended last night. I've never seen anything like it. Every, they they gave out 23 awards. It was the 23rd. All 22 of the awards before that, somebody was there to to give an acceptance speech. (laughs) So, no. Don't don't tell me, so one of the things that the Academy says is they don't know, like even the guys that are programming the show, they don't even know what's in the envelope. Whether you believe that or not, that's what they say. This tells me that they legitimately did not know what was in the envelope because they clearly assumed that yeah. Chadwick Boseman was going to win. Why else would you save that for last? Mm-hmm. So yeah, what a weird night, man. Yeah.
1: And you would think that Anthony Hopkins probably didn't even think he would win either. No. He already has an Academy Award. He he got best actor for his role in Silence of the Lambs in 92.
0: Yeah. I I felt bad. Like I I felt bad for for Chadwick Boseman's family. I felt bad for everyone that wanted to see him win. I um I felt frankly I felt bad for the black community like I I wanted to see them get a, a huge mm-hmm. win. I, I I just I felt bad all around, and honestly, Anthony Hopkins was like, I already I've had a statue on my mantle at home for th- almost thirty years. Like, give the Oscar to Chadwick. Like, I, I I almost wonder if Anthony's not like, I'm gonna give this to the Bozeman family in in his honor. You know, like, oh, what a weird. Yeah, it, it was a weird moment, and it would have been weird in the middle of the show, like you know, three from the end or two from, you know, even the penultimate uh, award, Mm -hmm. but to put it at the very end was just like, they, they started rolling credits over the top of the, the audience. And I was like, Oh my God, is that the end of the show? This is nuts. So yeah, what a weird, weird night. But, um, mean that's not to say like that people of color didn't, I mean, like I felt like maybe most of the awards were people of color. Like we saw a lot of love for, uh, Asian like directors and actresses and, um, you know, uh, black people and mm-hmm. all. I mean, it's, it was really. I I thought it was a pretty, um, diverse rainbow of colors all night long. It's just that it didn't end. It ended on an old white guy, getting yeah. the Oscar. So, uh, what a weird night. But, um, but yeah. So, congratulations to Disney. I think their only awards were, the two that they got for Soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they didn't necessarily. They're not always go- going for Oscars when yeah. they release films, anyways. But. Especially in a year like that was 2020, they just, you know, everyone was struggling to even release a film, let alone an Oscar worthy one. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, good for them. Onward was nominated. Burrow, which is like a short Pixar film, was nominated. It did not win the animated short film category. Um, Some other short film that I'd never heard of won. (laughs) And then, um, oh, one and only Ivan, I think, was up for best visual editing or something Something like like that. It was like special effects. Mulan was up for costume. Costume, that's right. Um, Which uh, I think costume, like Emma was in there, which I was like, okay, Emma's definitely better than Mulan. And then, but then even Emma didn't win that category. I forget, uh, was it? No, I I can't remember. But whoever won for best costume design, um, like definitely deserved that as well. So, so yeah. So yeah, congratulations for their their two Oscars. Oh, Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom uh, was the winner for which it it definitely deserves best costume as well. So but yeah, 5 nominations is nothing to sneeze at and 2 wins is I think pretty good for Disney. So, yeah. So yeah,
1: and was, Disney's definitely not crying over the Oscar results. No. No, they're happy as they're counting their trillions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> ultimately Disney's a business and they're out to make money. The awards and accolades are, are fine, and I, I did get on Disney Plus this afternoon today, mm-hmm. the day after the Oscars, and you know they have that kind of like scrolling wheel of like recommendations. Yeah. Soul on the top. was on it, right? It was the very first slide with Soul. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're obviously celebrating their their win with that. So, all right, well, uh, did you didn't have anything for news of the week necessarily?
1: Um, the only thing that I saw was Disney and Sony came to an agreement where. The Spider-Man movies are going to come to Disney Plus eventually.
0: Okay. I want to hear you talk about this. I have not read this story. Jessica said something. And she's like, did, did they just work out a deal with Sony? I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. So I, I literally know no, nothing about this. So go.
1: Yeah. So basically, there's going to be another, I can't remember what streaming service it is, but another streaming service is going to get it first. And then when it's up, the Spider-Man movies are going to come to Disney Plus.
0: Ah, gotcha. Okay. So it's not, it wasn't a deal for future, the making of no. future Spider Man movies, but the current one. Gotcha. That's still, that's a big win yeah, for I Disney would say Plus. So. I mean, there are, there'll be people that will sign up for Disney Plus just so they can watch Homecoming and Far From Home. Yeah. And whatever
1: the next one is called. And so. so, I mean, it at least opens the door for years to come. Yeah. That Disney and Sony were actually able to make an agreement and deal. So. Yeah. It's exciting, though.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal. I I still am holding out hope that we can we can one day get this stuff from Netflix. So, like, Daredevil and yeah. Jessica Jones and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I mean, some of that stuff is really R-rated, though. Mm-hmm. So, that's maybe a long shot. But um, weren't they talking about bringing the other stuff that they own that's too racy for Disney Plus to Hulu, like Deadpool and stuff like that? Something like that. Because, like I mean a lot of people love Deadpool. So like, yeah, it, I understand. I believe it or not. I do understand them not bringing that to Disney plus. Like I know a lot of people get really angry about that stuff. I personally don't care. Like as mm-hmm. long as I, mean, so, heck they're, they're giving you Hulu essentially for free. If you're interested in ESPN yeah. plus and Disney plus, cause those two services alone are worth the 1399, mm-hmm. I guess now. And and then you're basically just getting Hulu for free. So if they give you Daredevil and all that other stuff on, I would love to see, I don't think it's there now, that Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, I would love to see that kind of stuff come to Hulu. So at least you get it on one of their platforms.
1: I think it's all still Netflix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe once that contract runs out, I mean, Disney... I don't know how that, that works. Like there obviously wasn't any Disney plus when Netflix Mm -hmm. signed up with Disney to sign up with the Marvel department to make those shows. So I wonder, I wonder what that looks like now. Like, Hey, we're, we're, thank you very much. We're taking those back and we're putting them on our own service. Um, I mean, they did that with
1: all those Marvel movies. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, yeah,
1: at least Netflix is getting it for a little while.
0: Yeah, it's just been so weird to me that Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist—those guys don't exist in the MCU. Like, no one's ever—I don't think anyone in any movie or show has ever referenced them, said their name. Like, there's maybe been winks and nods and easter eggs, but there's not been like an overt like they belong in the MCU. And so, boy, it would be awesome to bring to graft them into the MCU, Mm -hmm. but they're probably tied up in licensing right now. Yeah, so. All right. Well, we are uh, just reviewing two things today. We're going to review the Mighty Ducks Game Changers episode five, which we'll do first. And then we're going to, of course, you knew we were going to talk about the finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier because the discussion on the latter might go a little longer than normal. We're just, we're going to stop there. So we're not going to do a movie or anything. Uh, We can uh, discuss what we want to watch for a movie next week. And then uh, then we're gonna be into Star Wars and all kinds of other stuff coming out. High School Musical, the musical, of the series season two, and stuff coming up. But mm-hmm. but yeah, so this week is is really just talking about these two shows. There's gonna be a lot to talk about with Falcon, obviously. But let's get to Mighty Ducks Game Changers episode five first. Okay. Uh, episode's called Cherry Picker. Um, it's lost on me what what that is referenced to. Do you do you know? Mm.
1: I mean... It's weird. I feel like it's probably um, a reference to Evan's dad.
0: Oh, like he just cherry-picks times to be with his son? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right.
1: And I mean, even in the end where he's kind of like Evan's so excited to see him, it really wasn't his dad that got him there.
0: No. Yeah, Gordon essentially kidnapped him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, even at the end of the episode, he looks like a complete jerk. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably is in reference to I mean, so. I'm not really sure what else it would be in reference to.
0: Yeah. Um, let's just kind of start kind of at the – we are going to spoil both of these episodes, so mm-hmm. hopefully you've, you've watched them or, or don't care. But what's your
1: just kind of overall thought on the episode? It was good. Um, I mean, at some point – we knew we were going to get the episode where Evan's dad comes into the picture. Mm. Cause I mean, it was going to happen regardless. So, um, I'm kind of surprised slash glad that we didn't get kind of a love triangle with Alex Gordon and Evan's dad. Um, but I'm glad we didn't get that.
0: Yeah. It sure looked like things were going that way. Yeah,
1: but I mean, from the start, you can tell that this guy's a class A jerk.
0: Yeah, yeah, he really does not like Alex at all. Yeah, and and, and really kind of, you know, back talks are quite a bit behind mm-hmm. her back. So,
1: and I mean, he's not there to be a parent at all. No, I mean, he's living the rock star life, and that's about it. Let's.
0: I want to hear your thoughts on the Gordon. And Rob, relationship. Yeah. Like, what do you? I was. I thought I knew where it was going, and then and then it had a turn where I was just like, okay, maybe I don't understand. But then at the very end, he's clearly does not like this guy. But like, it seemed like he did like the guy when he first met him, like when they met up at the bar and were like, you know, had so much in common, wing eating contest and stuff like that. So, what what's your take on that? Like, I I almost feel like he has a, a respect for him, but then also obviously he hates the way that he treats his son. Um, you know, Gordon kind of is, you can tell Gordon's kind of getting that Charlie relationship with Evan.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say one of the things that, um, first off, I would say Gordon kind of sees a little of himself in Rob Yeah. to where... Um, Gordon made, um, hockey, his law, being a lawyer, number one and everything else was second. Mm. And I feel like he kind of sees a little bit of himself in Rob Mm. to where, um, he says that his music career is number one, everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can see. That Gordon definitely sees similarities there, so and he talks about how much his relationship with his dad meant to him, and I mean, Gordon's dad died at a very early age, um like when he's around Evan's age, yeah. so I feel like Gordon doesn't want to be Evan's dad and nor do he want to be Charlie's dad. He's just wants their actual father to step up yeah, kind of like his did until his dad died. Of course.
0: Yeah. There was a, a moment in the episode where I almost thought he was trying to get them back together or at least like you said, bring him back into Evan's life. And that clearly was not going to happen. I mean, Rob is just not going to go for that, but like, it, cause you know, from the previous episode, episode four, we saw kind of a love interest, spark you know mm-hmm. between Gordon and Alex and you know he even like brings pecan pie over to their house and like comes in and and you know dines with them and stuff like that so like you could definitely tell he's warming up to this duo Evan and, and Alex yeah and so I thought, you know, we're just going to dive deeper into that in this episode, and but he really kind of backs off in the middle of the episode. And at first, I thought he was kind of like, oh, he was afraid of the ex coming back and like re-entering her life. But then the more you get to know them and their their past, like you realize he's never been there. Like he's Mm -hmm. never been around. For Alex, barely knows him. Like she, the way she makes it sound is she went to a bar with him, got pregnant, had Evan, and then he was gone. So maybe before Evan was even born. So yeah. So yeah, I I think we will eventually see Gordon and Alex come back, come around to each other and and fall in love. And I, I I legitimately legitimately think you will see them together as a couple by the end of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's not going to happen in this episode, and maybe not even in the next episode either. I think it'll take a couple more to get back to that. The real th- thing that he screwed up on. In this episode, was the unicorn? <laughs> yeah, I, how he didn't see that coming is like he asks the ex that has ruined Alex's life yeah. for advice, love advice. I'm like, what, what are you
1: doing? Which this is kind of one of those <laughs> where you see it all the time in TV movies. Yeah, to where um, the ex they go to advice, like obviously Alex is attracted to Gordon. He just needs to stick with that. He doesn't need Rob's help. Right. But, I mean, you see it in so many different shows where they just start and it's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I do,
0: for what it's worth, I do like the part of Gordon that is a screw-up. Like, I, I think he did that a lot, obviously, yeah. before the events of the first Mighty Ducks movie, but even during the events of the Mighty Ducks movies, he's not perfect. You know, in in that one movie, he's, like, go, going out with the Swedish girl or whatever, mm. whatever country mm. she, she's from. Iceland. <laughs> and, you know, making mistakes as he goes along. And so, I actually like that he's not perfect. I like that he's kind of a bozo mm-hmm. sometimes. But, yeah, the, in this episode, I was just like, dude, you're such a dummy. But... But yeah, she clearly got turned off by that whole thing and then Oh yeah, for re- sure. returns the unicorn to him and but they kind of warm up to each other again at the very end when she under- she actually even says, "Hey, how about that date?" you know, like let's, let's go to the the Minnesota the Wild hockey game. game yeah. And he actually turns her down at the end and said, "Hey, I kind of wanted to take Evan to celebrate mm-hmm. the win." So yeah, I, th- you'll see them come together, get their Oh yeah. ducks in a row for and, sure. <laughs> at some point, just maybe not now. So by the way, I said ducks in a row. <laughs> so the um, so all these episodes kind of have like two or three storylines going through them. We talked about you know the the, the big three in the last episode. I, I think uh, I don't know if there's three or not. Maybe there are, but uh, I guess yeah. I guess the third could kind of be like the ga- the game or whatever. But the other big thing is uh, we've got some girl drama. So like in episode four we had the the boys with mm-hmm. their sleepover so in this episode you had to know we were going to get like a, a girl-centric yeah uh story so the girl story in this one is between maya and lauren mm-hmm. and i was interested it was just the two of them I, I guess they'll highlight some of the other characters later are there there are other girls right sophie oh sophie of course but she's kind of got her own storyline going yeah i, I guess it, it might just legitimately just be the other two girls lauren and yeah. Maya. So, they, uh, their whole story is, like, Lauren is this geek that loves D&D and, you know, role play, blah, 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 and actually dresses, like, as, like, a mage or whatever to the school. Like, she's, she is the ultimate stereotype of, of that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And then Maya, Maya's actually been a character I've been interested in to learn more about as the, ep- like from the very first episode I was interested in her because she is not like the rest of the, the crowd. No. So like Sophie's pretty, you get the idea. She's pretty popular. People respect her at school, but Maya is like cool kid. Like she's in the, like she, she's not a cheerleader, but she looks she reminds me of like mean girls, like the cheer crowd. Yeah. And so
1: she's definitely probably the most popular of the team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But for sure. And so it's, I, it's interesting to me at all that she in that first episode stood up and said, "I'll play with the the don't bothers." Yeah. So she obviously has a part of her that that doesn't care about always belonging, you know, mm-hmm. like with, with the you know cool friends or whatever. And we got to see it in this episode. Her actually like having a fault of of they make that TikTok video together, which <laughs> yeah. is so cute. That little video that they did they they they're dancing and then at one point you can tell there's a cut and they switch outfits. Uh, you know, make it look like magic. It's it's a really cute video that they did, but then Maya never posts it. Lauren gets offended. And then they both have their own instances of not wanting to be seen with the other person around their friends. So like even Lauren is embarrassed yeah. to be around Maya in front of her like geek friends. Yeah,
1: which um, I thought that was well written.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I didn't see that coming. Like I knew Maya was gonna do that for Lauren. And then I thought Lauren would be the, you know, the actual cool person to say, no, you're invited with my friends, but even she kind of shuns Maya. So, yeah, I, you know, it's girl drama. I, you know, it's probably more appealing to girls than us. But yeah. I, I, did see the merit of the, the storytelling um, aspect of it. It helps us get to know those characters. And I want to say this: I am th- every episode, I'm thoroughly impressed with the, with the kid actors in this show. Like they're mm-hmm. the girls that play Laura and Maya are legit actors. They're really good. I, I I'm believing everything that they're selling. So, yeah yeah did you have any other thoughts on the the girl drama
1: uh I mean not a ton um like i said i mean it it was obvious that Maya would be embarrassed to be friends with lauren but yeah i I thought it was well written for sure to have it go the other way as well, yeah which um I mean in real life, yeah the popular kids probably do make the unpopular kids feel bad but at the same time the unpopular <laughs> kids probably don't want to be friends with them either
0: yeah that and that's something you don't see in, in TV, tv or yeah. cinema very often it's like mm-hmm. you know the the uncool kids can be just as clicky um, yeah. and and Nick actually calls them on it like I mean, like in the last 20 seconds of the game he's like this click war that you guys have going on. Like you need to like let that yeah. go and play hockey. <laughs> Nick kind of becomes the, the, the coach, I guess in that moment, yeah. like giving the, the big speech, <laughs> which he, he's always funny. He did a great job.
1: Yeah. But, um, I mean, they get their first win, which is exciting. Yeah. Talk about that. And so, um, literally Nick's, or Evan's dad has promised that he was going to be there and obviously he doesn't show up. And so they're losing four to nothing, I believe. Yeah. And there's not much time left.
0: They're playing the second worst team in the league, assuming that the first, the worst
1: team is them. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and then Gordon gets Evan's dad there and then Evan just goes on the scoring rampage and they end up playing five to four. So, yeah. And it, Sophie did absolutely nothing, which yeah, I don't really. So somebody
0: scores the fourth goal and it's assumed that it's Evan, but they don't say, they don't show the Jersey. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, it could have been Sophie. It could have been anyone on the team really. But, um, but yeah, they, they, Evan for sure scores the first three because the dad who knows nothing about hockey is like, um, there's the hat. trick. There's, yeah. That's a hat trick. That's a hat trick. And then Gordon's just like shaking his head whatever. And then, and then, you know, obviously he's responsible for the the fifth goal for sure. And maybe all five. But, um, so here's, here's my question is double helix going to be there flying V.
1: I guess (laughs) it's kind of a weird play.
0: Yeah. It's what is it? It's a figure eight kind of formation. They're kind of flipping around each other and then a player comes out of nowhere. Right. to Mm -hmm. to go straight on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about hockey. I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: I mean that's basically what it is. So, I guess that's going to be their secret play now.
0: Yeah, I wish if they were going to introduce something, maybe it won't become the next flying V. But like, if it does, it, it doesn't really feel earned. Like, I it just came out of nowhere. They they already know the play. Like yeah. when this when the episode has started, they learned it like in between mm-hmm. episodes four and five. So it was weird to me that they were like in practice, Alex is like, let's practice the double helix. And I was like, have they set this up before? I, I must've missed a, a yeah. scene. So yeah, it'll, it'll be weird if it, if like every game becomes about, okay, let's use our special play, the double helix. And like the audience has really never shown like the, the Genesis of, of that. So yeah. anyway, uh, I did love I, I always love the podcast commentary and not just mm-hmm. because we do a podcast but like I love that girl with her dad in the booth she's so funny i I she's not gonna get a lot of lines in the show but I kind of want her to get more like she's she is I think she's kind of like the major League baseball movie um, like the movie major League baseball like you know Harry Carey type announcer yeah. character she I think she's very funny but um, so she, she to introduce the game for her podcast, she said, "It's the 0 and five don't bothers versus the one and four hawks. It's the battle for the basement. Get ready for some not great hockey." Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly how it plays out. Like it's just you know they're and basically I, falling all over each other. And I
1: mean, it's one of those things where uh, obviously the only teams that really get people besides just their parents are probably the my ducks and whoever the second best team is at this point yeah everybody else people aren't wasting their time going to watch this
0: yeah yeah that's true yeah it's a it's a wonder that anyone is in the stands and, and like you said it's all it's yeah. all relatives mm-hmm. uh i really liked gordon's truck so they did an excellent job i thought of introducing the truck with evan at first and evan like you know, slides over. he gets it on, on the driver's side, slides over the bench and then like tries to move something. He's like, Oh wait, no, don't touch that stick. It's hold, it's holding the glove compartment closed. <laughs> I was like, I love this truck already. This yeah. is great. And then, you know, he's sliding over from the driver's side because the, the passenger side of the truck literally doesn't work. It doesn't open. And so, <laughs> that comes back later, of course, when Gordon is literally kidnapping Rob, and they stop at a stoplight or something like that. And he tries to—he's like, "I'm getting out," and he tries to open the door. He's like, "Oh, that that door doesn't work." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, which I kind of thought like, "Oh, is he gonna cl- try to climb over Gordon?" But he's he's got too much pride to do that. But
1: yeah, oh, yeah. So I mean, clever writing again. Yeah. Um, and it brought some funny moments of course
0: yeah um other funny moments um even though she's an absolute jerk i i do like the scene that We we've gotten i think one scene in every episode at least where it's alex and her boss that slime balls of a boss that she yeah. works for and she is talking about like oh i have to go to some some benefit for the manatees she's like She's like, I, I can't believe I have to go and talk about these fat animals. <laughs> I was like, You are definitely the bad guy of this series. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Coach D, of course. So uh, let's see. I liked the. This is more for me, like funny for me, probably more than most people, but I did like when they went to go to the gig. So Gordon takes Evan to the bar, restaurant, I guess, the bar and restaurant, mm-hmm. and he is watching. Evan's dad play, he's the lead singer of this band, and he's, you know, he's super cool and like very very serious about his music. And I play music, I I play in a band and do stuff with our church and everything like that. But yeah, (laughs) Gordon looks at him and he he goes, It's basically three chords. And then Rob comes over to the table and he's like, He's like, Oh, I think I'm so glad you guys came to the gig. And everyone's like, You were great, dad. He's like, Ah, it's basically three chords.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, their big gig is going to be, I mean, I would assume it's at the university of Wisconsin and (laughs) it's just like,
0: (laughs) yeah, he's trying to make it. He he only plays in the state. Yeah, Like it's not like he's a, he's, he said he's always on tour, but like, I think he's just on tour around Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, he's a, he's a joke. I mean, everyone knows he's a joke, but Evan obviously thinks he's like the coolest guy in the world. So Alex even says that, towards the beginning of the episode you know he's the cool parent even though he's always on the road mm-hmm. so so yeah in fact like she, she doesn't even want evan to go to the gig but he's already asked him to get like hey i'll take yeah. you and so she's like okay now i'm the bad guy if i say no so exactly um any other things we want to cover
1: on this episode mm, i mean i would say just talking about the sneak peek, probably.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. I, I actually watch this one. Yep. I, I normally don't. but um, So, yeah, this is essentially the closest thing that we have to like an after credits scene. Yeah. It's, as After you finish episode five, it pops up, do you want to watch the sneak peek? So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So, um, this week, obviously, the Ducks have a spot open. So, of course, they're gonna, going to come a calling for Evan. Yeah. Because... He used to be on the team, and so they're going to give him a tryout, and we'll see what that hap- what happens with that. Um, but you got to get some drama somewhere. So the spot open is Sophie. Yeah, clearly. So they're saying like, hey, why don't we
0: swap players?
1: Yeah, and but I'd say the biggest is that we're finally getting a reunion.
0: Yeah, so talk about this. We In the sneak peek, you only see it just for a second, but the, I mean, these images started cropping up back in March and stuff like that, but yeah. yeah, original cast members from the movies.
1: Yeah, and I think I read somewhere it's either in this episode, it's going to be like a 25th or 30th anniversary of the first Mighty Ducks title, and I think they're almost inviting them, the Mighty Ducks back, but then they don't invite Gordon back.
0: Oh, gotcha. And
1: so um, you're going to get six Mighty Ducks, which it's Banks, Fulton, Kenny Wu, uh, Connie, Gee, and Averman.
0: Yeah, which you have have to get Averman. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like some of my favorite... I mean, Averman's a lot of people's favorite character. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, a lot of favorite characters from the movies. I think obviously the, the most notable absence is Charlie. Yeah. You know, Joshua Jackson, he's, he's just too big. I I think of an actor yeah, like after doing, so. after doing fringe and everything else he's done, like I just, whatever the price would have been to have him come on for one episode. I, I just don't think Disney thought that that was going to be worth oh, yeah, it.
1: yeah, For sure.
0: Um, you could probably say the same thing about Kenan Thompson. Like mm-hmm. he was nobody when the movies came out, but he's pretty big now. He's a yeah. very like a list actor. So, yeah, so they got what they could, and I think it's a lot of the, the characters that you would hope to see. Yeah. So
1: I mean, and this is what we wanted, so um, we're getting it, and it's exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I figure probably a lot of these guys haven't done a whole lot. Um, yeah. I like, and they look so weird. Like, go if you haven't seen a picture or I haven't seen the sneak peek. Obviously, go find that. But like, <laughs> I don't know, like. Averman is like this super nerdy, super awkward guy yeah. in, in the movies. Um, you know, went back when he was 14, 16, 18 years old, you know, doing these movies. And now he's like this man, like maybe a father. Like it's, it's so weird to see, you know, I just saw these movies last year. So to me that there's, there's still kids mm-hmm. and it, you know, meanwhile they've aged 30 years from, yeah. <laughs> almost 30 years from the, the first movie. So, but yeah, it'll be really cool to see him. I, 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 you have to assume it's only going to be for one episode, um, although maybe a couple of them stick around. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's yeah, it'll be interesting to see them.
1: But I feel like this will definitely be a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're a fan of the original trilogy. Yeah, for sure. This will probably be one of your top uh, episodes right here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you haven't been watching but love the original movies, I would say for me it's it's worth it's enough just to have Gordon Bombay in in the show. But mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the obviously the kids are the big stars of, of the original movies, and it'll it'll be cool to see them on screen again. I'm very curious to see how they play Men's character. Yeah, because <laughs> he he's just like a complete goof goofus in in the original movies, and you know maybe he's not now. Maybe he's like super serious. So I did. Uh, just a couple wrap-up things and we can move on. But uh, I did like how uh, at the very end, Lauren and Maya switch clothes. So, like, L- yeah. Lauren comes in cool clothes and Maya comes in geek clothes to school. And it, it's basically their shot across the bow of, like, hey, you know, Lauren's my friend. You know, you you, you don't need to rag on her and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then we got it's, – it's a really simple line, but I, I do like the line from Gordon when at the very end of the episode she looked – uh, Alex straight in the eye and said, um, uh, "Good night, Coach." And like actually called her Coach. Um, I think coming from Gordon Bombay, that's that's a big statement. Like he's yeah he's putting a sure. lot, putting a lot of trust and and value in her. So so yeah, I think she is legitimately a coach now. Like in the first several episodes, we're like she doesn't know anything about hockey. She's like literally the worst person to coach this team. And now I think she's actually starting to kind of come into her own.
1: Hmm. So. I would definitely say so.
0: All right. Um, you want to jump into Falcon and Winter Soldier?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. So I'll say it again. We are doing full spoilers on Falcon and Winter Soldier. If you've not seen the finale, hit pause, watch it, come back to us. You know, we'll we'll wait for you <laughs> on your podcast player. But yeah, we don't want to spoil the ending or anything or anything else. So like, just be warned. Like, we are going to go full spoilers on the on the finale. We're assuming that you joined us to hear some spoiler talk. So we're going to jump into that now. So the final episode of um, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is titled One World, One People. So obviously- That's re- fitting. Yeah. Obviously a reference to the Flag Smashers. Um, I know there's a lot to, a lot, this is a very heavy question to a- ask, but we have to kick off the discussion somewhere. What are your overall thoughts on the finale? Like um, good, bad, bad, m- you know middle like i mean just be on, just be honest about kind of what, how you felt about it and then yeah. we'll we'll get into some specifics I, I just want to kind of get the temperature of the room first
1: um i mean it's tough to say what i think about it cuz it's kind of one of those things where i stayed off the web i didn't read any articles about it really but it's one of those things where you definitely get the hype train going and you are expecting a huge finale, which for the first 30 minutes of it, we got that. Dude, you
0: were, you were right about one thing on last week's episode. You, you, you predicted that it was just going to be nonstop action. And for a solid half hour, it was literally nothing but action. It was awesome.
1: But then we got to the point where the 15 minutes and I realized there were stuff that they wanted to tie in but it was just boring overall the last 15 minutes mm, yeah so and i'm i'm happy that isaiah bradley got a justifiable ends if there is such a thing as a justifiable ends yeah and i'm happy for him but i mean the other stuff it was just boring yeah. and then we see the butler blowing up the remaining Flag Smashers.
0: Yeah, It's like, okay, you tied a bow on that one, I guess. (laughs) And it's
1: just like I feel like they one of the things that Marvel got nicked on was there were too many loose ends in WandaVision. Mm. And there was really only one loose end that I read about after. And that is just where Steve Rogers is. But he was never in the show. So yeah. it didn't really phase me.
0: I, I never thought we were ever going to see Steve. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, I know like a lot of people were like, oh, like you know, finally we're going to find out. I was like, I don't think so. Like, yeah. I, I just don't see it. We've never, on all of the episodes that we've recorded, I don't think either of us ever predicted we'd see Steve. I think we at one point maybe said like, oh, I wonder if we'll see Steve. But I, I just, I never thought we'd actually would. Yeah, so, so. it
1: was just kind of one of those things where... They got into the point where they wanted to tie up so much stuff that, I mean, so, I mean, I would say I'm kind of in the middle.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty close to you. I might be a little higher on, on the episode, um, but not by much. I I, I feel, I, I agree with you on, on, on almost everything. Um, I, I thought the action was was really good. Like, mm-hmm. I I, th- I thought it was better than anything that we got in WandaVision. Yeah. But, and there wasn't a lot of action in WandaVision, so maybe that's not fair, but we it was action-packed, and that's what I wanted, and we got it. Um, I agree with you about the ending. I think all the things, almost all the things that happened, I wanted to see happen, I just wanted to see them montage it more and just, like, shorten it up. Like, like just take the five things you want to show me and just do it in, like, two and a half minutes instead of, like, eight minutes or whatever it was. And it it just felt like it's hard. Like, it's it's hard to do an action-packed show like this, and then you want to show all the things that fans have been waiting to see all season long, but to do it in such a way where it doesn't feel like it's just – waiting to, to to get to the credits like and
1: i mean you see it all the time in tv yeah where they can wrap up so many storylines so fast yeah and it just felt like that they had five different things but i mean did we really need to see in-depth endings to all of those uh, the one for me that was just like
0: Okay, I, I guess he had to come back around to it, but I, t- I totally forgot was Bucky's uh, Asian yeah. friend guy. I, I for, I'm I embarrassed to say because I actually really liked his character in the first episode and was interested to see where that was going, but they, they went off course so quickly. By episode two, he was gone, yeah. and that storyline was gone that when they came back around to it at the end of episode six a month, over a month later, I completely forgot about it. I didn't even know that that I couldn't even remember that that storyline was still there. Yeah,
1: because they literally never talked no, about it and, again.
0: And why would you? Why would you come back around to a question that you've literally not discussed for over a month? Like that was super weird to me. And and yet they, they I felt like felt like they were like, well, we have to address it. Like yeah. we started the storyline, we have to finish it. But to me, it was just kind of like why even do that at all? Like if you're not going to discuss it at all, it is no part of episodes two through five. Why would you even introduce it in one? Like you're not going to use it. So don't just don't have it in there at all. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I guess it was, it was good to see a resolution to their relationship, but I just didn't care at that point. Like it's, you know, so much had happened with the flag smashers and John and all everything else. And I mean, Lamar dying, like a lot of stuff had happened. That was more, I mean, you
1: forgot about, uh, his psychiatrist, or whatever yeah. you want to call her. Yeah. Um, I guess I mean it's significant because Bucky's finally at peace. But yeah, I mean, if I th- so I
0: the, I I think I probably already made my point. But just to make sure that I'm being understood, it's not like I didn't. I thought that those those things were bad writing. I just think that they were really underused. And if I was going to go back and write, rewrite the entire season, have all six, we we have the the benefit of hindsight now rewrite all six episodes I would delete a couple storylines yeah because I just felt like they they didn't serve the overall purpose of the show and ultimately they're just bloat
1: um and and like we we had already discussed this like going forward that they're they have six episodes so stuff is going to be rushed yeah but I almost feel like and we're deep we're beating a dead horse but um I almost feel like there was too much yeah. storylines.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, stick to the stick to, this, to the stuff that people really care about. Yeah. I think, and we know. I think they did a good job showing Bucky's trauma and his struggle mm-hmm. w- without the the thing with with his friends, his Asian friend. Yeah. So he killed this guy's son mm-hmm. back when it wasn't him, but it, it, you know, back when he was the Winter Soldier, he killed this guy's son and so he's trying to make amends as we know he's been doing for all six episodes but i think they did such a good job of of showing his struggle and his strife with everything and his internal monologue that he's constantly trying to like you know battle his own demons and stuff like that i felt like they did such a good job with the book and with you know crossing names off the mm-hmm. list and everything like that that we just didn't need that it was just extra but yeah anyway we we've we've talked about that a bunch now but um so that was the one. Talking about the ending of the show, that was the one that was like, okay, you didn't need to do this, but okay, thank you. <laughs> let's yeah. move, let's move on. Um, I did like the Isaiah Bradley thing. Again, he's honored by it and he's crying and everything like that. But I feel like that is like the smallest of gestures that they could have possibly done. Like yeah. maybe like buy this guy a mansion and like make up for every, like they tortured him for three decades. Like, c- can they do a little bit more than just a statue? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it was cool that he, he did get the honor that he deserved all, all along and that he was at the, at the heart of the super soldier program. Um, you know, whether he was, you know, honored and recognized for that during the time or not, like, you know, he was very important. So they, they honor him. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I got to say the boat stuff overall was just kind of a, a lame duck for me. I I didn't, I understand what they're trying to do with it. They're, they're trying to make us see Sam as this loving brother and helper of the family and like caring about his family, putting family first. Okay. I, I, those are all very honorable things. Mm-hmm. We saw, we saw very similar things like to that with Hawkeye and how he much, he loves his family and, you know, was crying over their loss during the, during the blip and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I get what they're doing, but I just, I just didn't care about that storyline. I know that's maybe harsh to say it that way, but like, just the, you know, repairing the boat, getting the business back up online and stuff like that. I think they could have done that in shorter segments, and and you know, showing them like with a, you know, a working business and everyone's cheering at the end and stuff like that. I guess mm-hmm. was the only way they could wrap that up, but it just, I wasn't interested at all. I the only things I want, I cared to know about was is he going to take the shield? Is he going to be Captain America? You know, like uh, the obvious stuff. So, but anyway, it wasn't terrible. I, I'm not like saying like, Oh, like, you know, I was mad because they put all this stuff. It's just like, it's just bloat. Like it's just extra stuff we don't need. Um, yeah. So, and everything feels so streamlined when you're not watching a 24 episode long, you know, a seven-month series, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, watching 24, mm-hmm. the show 24, 24 episodes. So they have to put blood in there to extend everything, but they don't have to do that here. Like, you can do, you can make all the episodes 10 minutes long and do 40 of them or do 10, 50-minute episodes. Yeah. You can do whatever you want in this format. So when... And I feel like... I'm less excusing, you know, that stuff. I feel
1: like I would have rather heard more about what Val's doing or what Sharon's going to do. Yeah. More than... But, I mean, that's good writing by them. Yeah. They we, want you to come back.
0: We still don't know much about, about Val, even after two episodes, but we do get to see her at the very end of this one. I liked that scene. I thought that was cool, how she basically is going kind to of, kind of become like... I, I can't tell if it's like a commander and commandee kind of situation or where they're just like working as equals, but like mm-hmm. she's definitely jumping in on the U.S. agent thing. So that that is a legit comic book. Like, there was a comic b- book called US agent mm-hmm. for a number of years with Marvel and John Walker was the star of that comic. So, I mean, i from, from Marvel comic book reader fans, they knew this was coming they knew he was going to be US agent at some point. I, I, I got to confess, I was way wrong about one of my predictions from last week. I thought for sure last week's episode, I said, John Walker is either going to be a dead or be arrested yeah. and in prison. And man, I'm over two. I, I thought the same thing about, um, what's her name? The witch from one, the bad witch from WandaVision. Agatha. Yeah, I thought I thought for sure Agatha was going to be like rotting in prison, which I guess she kind of is in mental prison, but like I or dead, you know. And I was wrong about that too. So they're not killing off these characters. They are even the bad characters, like John, is kind of like walks that line of like kind of good, kind of bad, but he's still very much alive and very much not in prison. And <laughs> you know, everything's kind of all bets are off forgiven. He's not Captain America anymore, but you know, he's now this U S agent person. So what, what do you think? Do you have any ideas on what, what, what we see from him next?
1: I mean, I didn't know much about the character going in, so I'm not sure. I mean, I would assume that Val is building some sort of super team as well. Yeah. That at some point will be a problem for the Avengers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't think it's the last we, we've seen of super soldier super soldier serum. Like that yeah. will come back in some form at some point. He has it in his blood already, mm-hmm. so they just need to basically make it so that they're they can make more yeah. of it. So, um, yeah. So uh, Val and Sharon, you brought up Sharon. Let's talk about her for a little yeah. bit. Uh, not a big surprise, but she ended up being the power broker. I, yeah, I think probably most people were predicting that, including us. And so when they revealed that she was the power, I, I felt like they wanted that to be a big moment in the episode. And I was just kind of like, uh, yeah, duh. Like she's the power breaker. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know if they thought that we wouldn't be guessing that, but it seems so obvious going into the episode. So when they, they announced like she's the power broker and the characters like Sam and Bucky go, <gasps> I was just like, wait, you guys didn't see this coming. Like, <laughs> which, know, they, they which d- I guess they weren't privy to some of the information we had, but they don't know. Oh they still don't know no oh that's right who was it that who was it that found out and it like has that look in her eyes oh was it um Carly Carly yeah Carly realizes it that she's that she's been the power broker though no she she already she always knew yeah who was there was a character in this ep- i can't recall it now but there was uh, a character in this episode that found out. arms deal guy oh bat batrock or whatever yeah. um he has a moment where he realizes it mm mm-hmm. okay yeah, I, I,
1: Sam and Bucky don't know because they're the ones that yeah, go to bat right. for her. That's right. To get uh, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's pardoned
1: right. of all of her crimes.
0: Um, so they don't find out that she's a power broker in that big fight scene where she ends up mm-hmm. shooting Carly in the back.
1: No, they weren't there.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: They get there at the end.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So they weren't they weren't there for any of that exchange. Yeah. Um yeah so i don't know um i'm of two minds on on the Sharon Carter character like i i, I do like the idea of uh, like a mysterious in the shadows mm-hmm. pulling the strings she's she's honestly not that different from Zemo like just kind of you know espionage and kind of you know making things happen yeah not in the foreground and and yet, I I don't really like that it's Sharon. I, I just yeah I, I've said that on pre- previous episodes. I really like her, and I think she's in the Civil War movie. Is it? Civil, I think Civil War movie. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's Winter Soldier. Sorry, Winter Soldier movie where we first get introduced oh, to yeah. her, and they have that kind of meet cute. It's her and Steve in the hallway, and he thinks at first that she's just the neighbor, but she's mm-hmm. been watching him and all this kind of stuff. I from the very beginning, I've just I thought she's always just been a very sweet very gentle character and they've turned her into this, you know, BA like who's, you know, yeah. Moving puppet strings around, stuff like that. And I, I don't know that it works for me for me. I I think I just need more time with her. We didn't get a lot of time with her in the show. And maybe if you can really sell me on her motive motive, like why is she doing all this and how is she doing all this? And you know, where is she going? Like what's, what's her end game and her goal. Then I might be more on board. I, I I'm having trouble rectifying all of the minutes. Yeah, I'm talking about actual literal minutes in time that we got her in all the in the previous movies she's in Civil War in like five or six different scenes, and, and and all the good that we've seen her do, and then see her transition into this quote unquote bad character, and I I just I just don't know why yet. Like yeah. I, I don't have the why answered, and that was one of the things that it, I was really hoping they would show us. Like i gonna like you know, flashback backstory introduction of, of, okay, Mm -hmm. this, she's the power broker and this is why. And we just didn't get it. And that was the most confusing thing to me. Um, was if you want people to accept, accept her as this new bad character, give us a reason to think that she's bad. Yeah. So,
1: and I mean, honestly, I only think it would be like surprising to you that she's the power broker. If you weren't paying attention to the title of the episodes,
0: yeah, yeah, you, you pointed that out. Episode three was was called Power Broker, and that's yeah. when we first saw Sharon. Yeah. Um, I did like, um, again, although I think it was a little predictable, I did like watching things play out the way we expected them to with the Flag Smashers. I, yeah. I thought all that stuff was really great. Uh, Carly is such a great actress. I, I want to see her in other movies now. <laughs> like, she's so good. And the... You know, kind of three way standoff between her and Batrock and Sharon, I thought was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Very tense. Like, I, I was like gritting my teeth during that scene. Yeah. And th- there's it, they're just so good at like bringing the intensity and the emotion in these scenes. I, I was just like, oh, how's this going to play out? You know, yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, they kind of take care of each other. Like, Sharon shoots Batrock, Batrock shoots her like back, like kind of fire at each other at the same time. And then you know, Carly's doing her thing and goes after her. she's going she's who's she going after when she gets shot in the back?
1: I don't even remember. See, I thought it
0: was I thought it was um Sam or Bucky.
1: No, they they didn't. They, they weren't s- there.
0: Okay. So maybe she was just trying to run away.
1: I think Batrock shoots Carly and Carly shoots Sharon.
0: Okay. Yeah. I just I can't remember what happens in that scene. Or Car what?
1: yeah. Or Carly shoots Batroc and Sharon shoots Carly. Yeah, I, I, it's a triangle. The, yeah, that, the only thing I remember is that those three.
0: Uh, the only thing I remember is that Carly is making a run for it and she gets shot. She is. She, Carly's going to attack Sam. Sam and Bucky. That's why. That's why Sharon. Sharon. She, it looks like she's going deal to the, deal the killing blow to one of the main characters. I can't yep. remember if it was Sam or Bucky. And then Sharon saves their life by shooting Carly in the back.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. I, Sam. I, I,
0: I think you're right, though, that they don't know that she's the power broker. Yeah, they, they don't know. They weren't there for all that discussion. But they were on the scene when Carly dies. Because,
1: I mean, Sam definitely tells her that he's going to do his diligence to make sure her name's cleared. That's right.
0: Yeah, and that, that, that's actually a great segue into one of the things I wanted to talk about. That scene with Sam uh, on the news at the end was so powerful, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it. I, I just gobbled up every word he said. It was basically kind of a, yes, the Flag Smashers were bad. Yes, we, they had to be stopped. But let's not paint everything that they believed in and their cause as bad. Yeah. Like, like, they... You know, they took it too far, they became a little bit too elitist, but ultimately they were trying to take down the elitism that's happening in our country right now. Mm -hmm. And Sam almost apologizes for her in some in some respect. And I thought that was great. Like I'm tired of the good guy is good and bad guy is bad thing that we've gotten for just so many years with you know, anything superhero-y. Marvel in the last Five or six years, I feel like. It it wasn't that way at first, but starting with Civil War maybe, but like they they've had more nuanced characters where, okay, that guy's kind of bad. He's kind of good too. You know, talking about John Walker or someone yeah. else. Zemo, like, okay, he's he's straight up bad. They're but flawed. He, but yeah, but he wants to help, like he wants to get rid of the super serum guys. You know, like it's it's they're doing a great job of like Yes, Carly, and Carly almost comes around at the end of this episode. Like, Mm -hmm. she almost, like, has that second thought of, like, maybe we shouldn't go through with this, and eventually she does, and clearly she needed to be stopped, but she even has this internal struggle of, is this the the only way to get what we want? And ultimately she decides, yes, it's the only way we can get it. But Sam identifies with her, and they're almost two sides of the same coin. Like, they both want the same thing. They just disagree about how to get it. Go yeah. about it, and
1: I mean, there. I mean, what Marvel has done so well is there can be arguments for any side. Um, you bring in Thanos, who killed or made half the population disappear. Yeah, but I mean, there can be arguments made for maybe Thanos is on to something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's great writing by Marvel.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember the last scene now because I, I I put a note in my in my notes on this. There's actually a full-on fight scene between Sam and Carly at the end. Yeah. So they're they're actually like going toe to toe, blow to blow. Um, and she he kind of gets the upper hand at one point. She gets the upper well, hand. Well, he at the doesn't other point. want to fight her. Right. That's exactly right. Like, and that's why I wrote in my notes is like he he's like he actually says that he's like I don't want to fight you. Mm-hmm. And so like he's he's mostly just kind of deflecting her jabs and stuff yeah. like that. But then when it looks like she he's going to defend so much and not go on the offensive that she actually might kill him. That that Sharon says, "Okay, I'm yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to put an end to this." But yeah, I I loved I loved 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 the the relationship between Sam and Carly in this ep- this show. I never thought we would get that kind of depth yeah. between the good guys and the bad guys. So I thought that was brilliant, brilliant writing. So um, let's talk about uh, I guess John. We haven't talked uh, too much about John. I mean I guess the, the the big reveal I think the big surprise in this episode is that he essentially becomes good in yeah. this episode. Um now how long you think that's going to last is up for debate but like he totally turns around and like actually like fights alongside literally shoulder to shoulder with the good guys yeah. in this episode. I did not see that coming. Um yeah. that, was, that was a j That was surprise. a
1: surprise for sure. Um he's definitely at a crossroads to where he can either continue going after Carly or he can save people and he decides to save people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately he realizes, you know, I, I got to choose a side here and I'm going to choose, you know, the good guy side. So, um, I, I almost, I thought, I thought it was almost a slam dunk that, 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 ultimately John would be responsible for Carly's death. And that's just not the case. Like he's, he's seemingly uninterested in that. Cause they, all three of them kind of show up and Sam says, I got this. You guys go take care of business. And so, so John leaves, like he leaves Carly, um, uh, John and Bucky go and and go after the other flag smashers, all yeah. of comp- compatriots and leave Sam alone. So he's not even like looking for vengeance in that moment. Um, so he, definitely turns around more than I thought he would. And I'm, I'm of two minds on, on this one too. <laughs> kind of like what I was with, with Sharon, like I kind of wanted him to say, stay bad yeah. at the end of the episode. I, uh, I, you know, only Feige and all those guys know what's coming next for his character. So to them, it, it makes sense. And so and Kevin Feige, we trust and you know, they're going to use his character for some cool things going forward. I, I definitely was surprised when he went good, and yet I trust that they're gonna do something really cool with his yeah, character. So
1: I would agree with that.
0: So it's not the last we'll see of. of I John. mean,
1: it'll be more. It'll make much more sense when we see this play out. Of course.
0: Yeah, Grant, you were right big time about one of your predictions last week. In the first thirty seconds or a minute or so of this episode, we see. Captain Falcon. Yep. In his suit, his new suit. Yeah,
1: it's legit. Uh
0: it's a great looking suit. It's ripped right out of the comics. I I found a a comic book. There was actually a a run of Marvel comics called um Falcon, oh shoot, I'm going to mess it up. I think it's like called it Falcon Captain America or Captain America Falcon or something like that. Um and they they took the suit off of the okay. like off, off of the, like how they drew that character and made it. It's not exactly the same. MCU is going to put their own spin on yeah. on outfits, but it is like 90% um, okay. the comic book. So he looks legit. He looks so good. The wings look awesome. He's got that new blue flame that comes out of the yeah. back. He's got red wing back. Uh, red wing t- plays a big part in the takedown of the the chopper and all that kind of stuff yeah. in this episode. He did a, a repeat of episode one where he flies through the chopper, um, but it's so low flying And there's obviously hostages in there, which the the hostage situation in this episode was crazy. Like, yeah, for sure. I I was like super nervous for, (laughs) I I was like, please don't kill off any of these hostages. But um, you know, Carly's going crazy and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, we're going to shoot the hostages or kill them or whatever. And the hostages are in that helicopter. And he does the same thing he did on Batrock in the first episode and mm-hmm. flies through the helicopter, takes out the pilot, but Red Wing had already done the due diligence of finding a pilot in the helicopter, yeah. which was, I mean, very coincidental, but cool. Uh, and she like jumps on the stick and like, you know, pulls the, the chopper up and saves everyone. So, That was a brilliant sequence of events. I I really enjoyed watching that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it was... I mean, the action is just phenomenal in this show. Um, And those scenes were so cool. And you really... You already touched on this, but Carly really is going off the rails. Yeah. I mean, she literally lights one of the trucks on fire. Yeah, And I mean... I see you, her as,
0: as just lost. Like yeah. she, she's just a lost soul.
1: Like yeah, she kind of just wants to um go out swinging, pretty much. Yeah, and it's not playing out how she wants. So as much blood as possible.
0: I loved that scene where she actually gets on the phone with Bucky at the, yeah. towards the beginning of the episode. I think he she she calls him to like distract distract. Him. Yeah, and so she you know, basically talks his ear off for a couple of minutes and then he's not where he's supposed to be. But yeah, she, she's like, I'm not afraid to die. Like if I have to die so that our cause moves forward, then so be it. She has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, that was a scary moment too. Cause it kind of remind me of Joker. Like he's not afraid to die either. Like yeah. in the Batman universe, like how do you fight someone that doesn't care if they die, live or die? So yeah, for sure. Um, I loved the, so Sharon actually gets into some of the action and at one point throws like or shoots or something like that. Mercury vapor under yeah. this guy, and it starts like melting his face or whatever it was. Um, what a horrible way to die. But there's some graphic yeah. stuff and, uh, violence in this, in the show, just in general, but this episode for sure. Um, dude. Okay. I wrote this down cause I didn't want to forget it. There's, the chopper, there's two choppers. One of them he, like, shoots, or Red Wing takes out an engine or a a blade or something. I can't remember what. what anyways, it's going. one of the choppers is going down, and Sam's responsible for taking it down. And he lands on the ground, but the chopper is, like, spinning out of control towards him, mm-hmm. and he fans out his, his wings, and the chopper bounces off his wings. Yeah. Like, just... Boing, like just right off his wings, off into the water, whatever it was. I was like, that is legit. Like he is, he is so powerful with those with those new wings. So, I we we theorized what I referenced about last week's episode was what was in the case, right? Mm -hmm. We we don't technically know what was in the case, but it had to have been at least his outfit, like the actual you know outfit that he's wearing. But maybe wings as well. Like it, we did. They never did say like, "Oh, I got my, my wings from, yeah, the Dormalogy or whatever." But so
1: I mean, it's assumed that it's all made of vibranium.
0: Yeah, and it looks so good, man.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I
0: like he gets his wings ripped off in episode five of this series. I don't think we're gonna see that with with these. Like, yeah. he's gonna have those things for a long time. So for sure. Um, what's the deal with Torres? Is he gonna be? I, I think
1: he's still going to be Falcon.
0: Okay. So they'll call him, they'll just call Sam Captain America. Yeah. Cause that, that was at, at the end. I was like, so is he Captain Falcon or is he Captain America? But he's, he has the shield. He's, I think he's going to be Captain America. Yeah. And then, you know, Steve's gone. He, he's on Mars, uh, not Mars, uh, the moon or whatever. <laughs> and then Taurus is just going to be the new Falcon, I guess. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Um, What else?
1: I mean there really isn't much
0: Oh, there's the truck. Yeah. I thought that was pretty intense. Um yeah. that's the the turning point for John, isn't it? Cuz yeah. you, you think he's you think he's um
1: just out for revenge. Yeah, he's
0: he doesn't care about the hostages or whatever, but then he like he's like what am I doing? He like kind of snaps out of it out of the stupor and is like what am I doing? And he actually grabs the truck and pulls it back. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: And I mean, I'd say the biggest thing left to talk about—we've kind of hit on it—is Sharon being pardoned by the U.S. government, yeah, and basically getting her job back, yeah. So now she's basically a super spy. Yeah, she's for, a double agent. Yeah,
0: yeah, that will be really cool. Um, I I wonder when we see that again, like, cause like what's coming out later this year? I I don't think she has a, a role in those movies, so. Yeah. I, it could be a year. Because she
1: won't be in Spider-Man. No. And she probably won't be in Doctor Strange. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. It's probably going to be a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things... Captain are America delayed,
1: but... 4, maybe.
0: Yeah. Boy, that'd be... Gosh, the next Captain America movie is going to be interesting. Yeah. um, That's going to be really cool. Uh, They really doubled down on the on the race stuff at the end and Isaiah and you know Sam are talking and stuff like that. But um, it definitely ends with hope. Like Isaiah has zero hope in episode mm-hmm. five, but in this one, even he's kind of coming around to, Hey, maybe America can accept a, a black captain. America. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. But yeah, she, as Sharon is leaving the courtroom government office, whatever she gets on her phone and she's obviously clearly, clearly like working with somebody to set up the next, you know, is she Hydra? Like, I I don't know where this is going, Um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm definitely intrigued with yeah. what's, what's next for her. It's character. going
1: to be chaotic for sure.
0: Yeah. I can't wait. I really do like Sharon's char- character a lot. Like she's, she's a very good actress and I think her backstory is very, very unique. Um, You know, maybe even starting with the lack of par- pardon. Like she's, she's kind of been crapped on <laughs> by the government Um, mm-hmm. in, you know, very similar ways to other characters we've seen. And she, I don't know. I, I want to believe that she's doing this for some greater good, but she could be just just straight up a bad guy going forward. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, overall, I think, I think it was a really good ending to the series. Um, the series was really good. We got, I think we got exactly what we thought we would get. Um, the director was saying at the very beginning, like, hey, like, this is going to be a straightforward you know show like it's not mm-hmm. going to want a vision don't expect any weird weirdness or twists and turns and i mean what he said was true like what we expected to happen for the most part happens the, the only big surprise for me was john walker's end but everything else was was pretty predictable but yeah. I, I don't i don't say that as a slight like i it was what we thought was going to happen but it was so satisfying to watch what we wanted to see happen. i agree with that yeah so yeah all right well, that is it for that show. I, uh, I guess we'll get the making of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I guess we're going to talk in the, about in the next segment anyways. Um, unless you want to do what else have you been watching on Disney Plus? I've not had any time. We only recorded the last episode like four days ago. so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched anything else. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't had any time. So. Uh, oh, I watched an episode, Smart Guy. Take that back. Smart Guy? Yeah. What's that? It's uh basically about like a ten year old kid who goes to high school and it's with uh, Tien Tamara's younger brother, Taj Maori. Oh, okay. And I mean it's a funny it's one of those shows that was around like when Boy Meets World was around. So
0: Yeah, it's it's I, late nineties. Um yeah.
1: I watch an episode of that here and there.
0: Do the I'm looking at the screenshot of presumably like the intro to the show or whatever. It looks like fresh prints. Yeah. <laughs> like the the fonts and the the mm-hmm. yellow color and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah, I I wasn't familiar with that. It's basically Dookie Hauser, but for a yeah. new a new generation. So Okay. Interesting. I had not heard of that show. Um okay so here's what's coming out this Friday as we're recording this um April 30th. If you're listening to this episode just a couple of, couple of days after we recorded it, you have these to look forward to. If you're listening to it, you know, somewhere in the future, these are already out. So what, one thing we mentioned on last week's episode that is indeed coming on Friday is 22 versus earth. So mm-hmm. we mentioned that as a new story last week because they kind of like drop, you know, shadow drop this thing. Like, yeah, you know, like, you know, we didn't even we know didn't the show know existed. <laughs> yeah. Until four or five days ago. And, and here it is on, on Friday, it's coming out. So, uh, I will definitely be watching that. So uh, give that a watch and then, you know, I'm sure we'll have some just short commentary about it next mm-hmm. week. Uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers episode six, obviously is coming out. A uh, new episode of Big Shots. So they're doing their third episode. Uh, the making of the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I I mentioned how much I just, ra- I raved about the making of WandaVision. I thought it was so brilliant, yeah. brilliantly shot and very, very informative, I, I think, to how they did that whole thing. I, I expect that this one will not be as jaw-dropping, but it'll still be cool to see the actors talking about their roles and yeah. like how they see their characters sure. progressing. So I, I will definitely be watching that as well. So if you have time and you want to watch the making of it, I'll probably do a very quick segment on it uh, next week as well, maybe five minutes on it. Um, Adventures in Wonderland is a 1992 to 1995 American live action slash puppet musical television series based on the novels Alice's Adventures in World Wonderland and look through the looking glass. Have you ever heard of this? No. Early nineties. You were like zero when the show started. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a it's a musical series, which is I think interesting. It ran for four seasons and it is like Alice and Mad Hatter and, you know, the white bunny and
1: like you know, white white rabbit and everything. So It'll be interesting, Phil. Uh,
0: Disney's Ducktales. This is the new show, the the rebooted Ducktales season. All of season three is is being dumped on Friday. Okay. So if you've, I know, we actually have friends that are really into those shows. Um, well, Jack and, and Miller. A lot of people know those guys. They've been Jack, obviously, uh, host Emeritus, and then uh, Miller wasn't Miller on one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they love that show, and all of season three is coming out this Friday. So you can jump in on that. Okay, a show that uh, Jordan has been watching kind of on the fringes of of her viewing schedule, uh, my four-year-old daughter, is coming, I think, for the first time to Disney Plus this Friday. So it's uh, Mira, I think is the name of the show. It says Disney Junior Mira here, but I, th- I think it's just called Mira something, Royal Detective? I think it's called Mira, Mira Royal Detective. Anyways, it is about a girl named Mira that basically solves like mysteries and crimes and stuff like that and okay. has like a couple like animal friends that she does it with. It's very cute. It reminds, the animation reminds me of um, Elena of Avalor. It's it's a, she's a girl of, of color. Like I think she might be Indian. I, I could be totally wrong on that, but um, she is um, the Royal Detective uh, by the Queen of Jalpur, which to me sounds Indian. Anyways, I like that Disney is doing these, you know, it's not always like a a blonde, blue you know blonde hair, blue eyed yeah. princess. Like, and she's not even a princess; she's just like a crime solver. Okay. And so, um, it is clearly for little kids, preschool age kids. But mm-hmm. it is right up Jordan's alley. She really likes that show a lot. So, okay. Um, sometimes when we play together at home, she wants to play Royal Detective um, because of that show. So that that one's worth looking into if you have younger kids. Uh, Oklahoma. Which I didn't even realize that that was Disney owned. It might have been a twentieth Century Fox acquisition, I don't know. But yeah, that the original Rogers and Hammerstein, Oklahoma, is coming on Friday. So if you love musicals, look for that.
1: Oklahoma where the
0: wind. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone knows that yeah. song. Of course. We did like the worst rendition of that song I've ever heard. So It's okay. Yeah. Congratulations to us. And then I I don't
1: think Game judging us our singing voices.
0: No, you've not tu- tuned into this podcast to listen to singing. If, if you want to hear someone sing, wait for Grant's wife to come back onto the show, which <laughs> she will probably come back for high school musical. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is coming out this Friday, um, another big one. I, I don't know that it got really good reviews, but, uh, from the critics, but the uh, Lone Ranger reboot, this is the Johnny Depp, um, playing, um, Tonto. Yeah. Tonto. Yeah. And, um, Yeah, it's a a Western kind of comedic, but it's also really serious and has some like big action set pieces and stuff like that. So I remember like, kind of liking it. I don't, I know I didn't love it.
1: Haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a, if you're bored and you're looking for a little fun action or if you really, really like Johnny Depp, like I'm going to watch everything that he's in. Of course you're going to watch this, but it's not like, it is not on anyone's top 20 of cowboy movies of all time lists. Like it's not worthy of that for sure. So, but yeah, it is coming out this Friday as well. So, um, as weeks go in the month of April, I think this is probably the strongest one. They, there's actually quite a bit coming, including a new Pixar short. So, yeah. um, so getting some pretty cool stuff at the end of April, April 30th. All right, Uh, I think that's about it for this episode. We next week are obviously going to be covering the Mighty Ducks Game Changers episode six, and um, probably just a little bit on the Pixar short and the making of Falcon and Winter Soldier. um, As I'm sure I'll at least be watching those, and then you know if Grant has time, he might check those out as well. Uh, Are there? Did we decide if there was something else that we wanted to watch for this next next week's episode? I don't think no. we did.
1: Um, I'd say we can just do those three.
0: Yeah, I think it might be a little bit of a shorter show. I'll watch the short. Yeah, I, I think...
1: I probably won't have time for making a Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. But I'll the, watch the short. The
0: short's almost certainly going to be like a eight to ten minute yeah. thing, but we'll learn quite a bit about 22 and I, th- yeah. I think
1: I, I feel like we'll have good enough commentary for that.
0: Okay. Let's, let's do that. And then we'll, we will make it a, like a major segment that, uh, Pixar short. I'll talk about the making of a little bit. I just, and then of course episode I just thought six. of something.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't mention in Falcon where soldier oh, yeah, is, yeah. and you might not even caught this but they changed the title to Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier I, yeah, at I did, the end. I did see that at the end,
0: um, and I was very proud um, because I got it almost right every time that I called the show Captain Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier. <laughs> so I was very close. I, I didn't say Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but yeah, no, that was cool that like, I mean, they that basically put it like a, a point on it of like, yeah. he's definitely Captain America now. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was cool. Um. Yeah, so I I think we'll just do those three things then. Uh, Sounds good. Mighty Ducks, the Pixar short 22 Versus Earth, and the making of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then after that, after next week's episode, which will be in your podcast feed here in another six or seven days, we're going to have – I think we're going to have Jake back on as a guest. So he'll be a third on two weeks from now because he is very pumped for some new Star Wars animation. So – We'll be talking about the Bad Batch in a couple weeks, at least the first episode. And then after that, we'll probably just kind of hit it every every three or four weeks. So to check in with it. Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for liking and subscribing. Our show It really helps us uh, get get the word out, get people more people listening to our show. Let us know what you want to hear about on the podcast or send us your own review on something that you watched on Disney Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. The way to do that is Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com, and that's P L-U-S- all spelled out disney plus reviews at hotmail.com we will talk to you next week for mighty ducks 22 versus earth and some making of the winter soldier